Previously on that Cthulhu John. Lenny, it feels like your leg is twisted around right at the knee. Oh God, that looks that looks so bad. Uh, I don't know how much longer I'm going to last. Uh, if I'm in the hospital for a few days, uh, it's going to be easy for them to get to me. Some of the things that he said after seeing that needle, I'm more worried than I was last night. Just keep me posted and I'll keep you posted. And you see this worn down looking church. As you walk into the place... You hear some guy yelling, God damn it, Ginger. All I ask of you is to learn lines, learn them, forwards, backwards, inside out, and upside fucking down. What the fuck is his problem? He's insane. So he hands you a stack of papers. It looks like they've been Xeroxed. But you open the front page and you see that symbol. It's a symbol. It's a symbol I see all the time. My dear, you weren't supposed to see it. And he pulls out a large book. He puts his hand on your head and he starts chanting some strange words. That should be enough to feed it. Come on, take that book and I'm leaving. Thanks for joining us for that Cthulhu John episode 35. We are a real play call of Cthulhu podcast. I am George, your keeper of arcane lore. And with me are my friends and investigators, Chad. What's up? Chuck. What's in the book? (laughs) And Jenny. Whoop, whoop. No. (laughs) All right. So, guys. Oh, no. When we last left off, Lenny was in the hospital uh, with his leg up in a cast. And we left with Heather, who had just stolen a book from Professor Bradshaw, the director of the play that her roommate is in. She stole the tome from him and brought it to Walter as he was leaving work. Just what Walter likes stolen merchandise yeah walter you just got a big book slammed into your chest and you got pushed back into the bookstore well what what's going on what is this we have to get in can you can you unlock the door so we can get in and and then lock it again uh yeah yeah and he kind of looks around to make sure that it's just him and heather that are watching at the moment outside the store the uh street's pretty pretty clear all right he looks a little puzzled, but he lets you back in and uh, locks the door behind you. He says, uh, Headley, uh, this is my friend Heather. Uh, I'm going to take her in the back and uh, look at something, apparently. The, the book, obviously. The book. Yeah. The book. Walter is so awkward. He, he gestures to the book. <laughs> look over some foot pictures she's sending to her grandfather. <laughs> no, no, no. The lighting's all wrong. you want to put the necklace around the toes yeah (laughs) why is that grosser (laughs) did you just gag (laughs) maybe a little bit feet are weird they look like deformed hands (laughs) I guess agreed Uh, so he gestures for you to Accompany him to his little back study, if unless Headley has any objections. No, Headley's like, oh, uh, if you guys need to, you know, check something out back there, or you know, need some privacy, whatever, uh, you can head on back there. That's fine, Walter. You can lock up when you're done. I will. Thanks so much, Headley. I appreciate it, bud. Says, yeah, no problem. And he goes back to counting out the register. I wave, thank you, thank you, as I'm going. So I clear a little space on my work uh, shop little table slash desk area there and gesture for you to set it down. He's like, what, what is that there? That looks kind of old. So it's from um, that play that I was working today. Um, it's crazy. I don't, I don't, I kind of stole it. It's not mine. It's the director's and. Oh boy. The symbol was in there. 
and he, he let me look at it and I saw it and it made me all wobbly. And then he told me I was never supposed to see it. And then he put a spell on me. He called me over. He said, you were never supposed to see this. This is only for the actors. And he like put his hand on my head and said a bunch of weird words. And now it doesn't happen anymore. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it could cure Lenny from the snakes. I, I don't, I just don't know. Whoa. Slow down a minute there. Uh, you you want a drink or something? You want some water? Yes, please. And I like house a glass. Gestures. Uh, he actually takes one of the folding seats out and uh, like Rutherford brightly, he kind of dusts it off for you and sets it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you went to the place to do the curtain pulling thing and you ended up stealing this and leaving and coming here. Yeah. I just, I just had to like, remember we went to the, the tarot card reader. We went to the psychic and she told me that there was like, and we, we, we remember we thought maybe this director was like, I don't know, the devil or something. And then he put a spell on me. Oh my. Walter takes out some reading glasses and puts them on and, uh, you know, he just picks like a random page somewhere like past the halfway mark and opens it up towards the back. I wonder what's inside. All right. So inside, you see it looks like a script of some sort. <laughs> so it's just a, some part of the play that I open up to in the second half of the book. Yeah. Or in the script, I guess, itself. Um, hmm. um, I guess he reads a few lines of it out loud and tries to make any sense of it, but I guess, what is it like Shakespearean kind of uh, it's, <laughs> language? It's kind of Shakespearean, but hard to describe. It's, it's of Shakespearean like language. Okay. Um, Once he sees it looks like a script though, he's like, maybe uh, he flips back to the beginning, looking for any dates as a reference of when it might've been written. All right. So it says English translation, 1895. Hmm. My. Someone's had this for a while. Translate. Uh, does it say what it was translated from? It says translated from uh, French. This is pretty old. Um, how about the condition? Is it in good shape? It's in pretty good shape. Uh, it's got a little edge wear on it, but that's about it. I wonder if it was uh, translated somewhere around the Louisiana Bayou. <laughs> Chad will get that one. A little hunt showdown. Look it up. I like it. <laughs> Look it up. Read a book. It's, not, it's a game. Oh. Gosh, how thick is it? Would you say like hundreds of pages or a hundred or what? It's it's 200 pages long, about 200 pages long. And uh, look to the cover again. Does it have any uh, specific title or something on the spine to identify it? Uh, the spine of it says the king in yellow. Sheesh. Uh, what, what, uh, Heather, I'm not sure what to do here. What are your intentions with this book? I mean, surely he's going to notice something like this is missing as he's kind of flipping through the pages to see if there's anything of interest. I don't know. I kind of don't even know. You said he casted a spell on you. I guess, uh, you know, I'd be happy to look through it, but does this person know where you live? Wait, uh, your roommate's there still, right? He looks a little concerned. I don't, I don't know. I kind of wasn't thinking, but I mean, he's got to be some type of like witch man or something. Like, how can you just put a spell on someone? He, even when they were doing the play, he was crazy and screaming. And then the play made you dizzy just listening to it. I, I don't know. I just thought maybe you could make sense of it. You're like a book guy. Yeah, I, I will certainly uh, pour through it quick as I can and see if anything sticks out. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's got to be other things than just the script itself. Maybe there's some memoirs uh, from the original uh, translator. I'm not sure what we're looking for, but he starts flipping through the pages carefully. And All right. So, Walter, as you're flipping through the pages, it'll have a page of scripts or a, p- a couple pages of script and then a couple pages after it. It has a lot of explanation, but... Not so much explanation as it is um, just positing thoughts on what it could possibly mean. Hmm. Interesting. 
any uh, indication of, uh, I mean, what the, like any kind of mood that it's trying to convey or like, is there any, uh, any deeper sense that I'm picking up from this thing? I mean, just seems like a, like a script otherwise that's like old and translated from French that I'm picking up on the surface or is there more in between the lines? Well, in between the lines here is basic. Well, I mean, between the lines is the, uh, speculation on what the uh, script might mean. Hmm. Which it goes page by page trying to describe what the sing-songy poetic tone of it is. Okay. Uh, trying to translate it into just, you know, plain language. So if I've identified what seems to be the common thread of this is there any way that i could look more specifically for something that looks like it might be what heather's talking about whatever the spell business is i mean that should be different from a lines to read aloud right oh yes you start going through it so you see a page that has that symbol that heather was talking about on it and next to it it seems to be some way to imbue the symbol as a curse but it has to be a person that makes it hmm oh this doesn't sound good at all and uh we established that there is a xerox machine here right yes i think i'd like to make a copy of that page for later at least okay so it looks like a way to activate the sign but you have to make it um, he says, Heather, uh, did you, he pauses for a moment. Uh, yeah, I know you saw it in places like at the bar that night, but I mean, it says you have to make it. Did you ever draw or write this symbol? Um, I think, I think I did once in the bathroom. Yes, I have. No, I've drawn it a bunch of times. Yeah. Uh, but Heather, the first time you saw this, it was in the steam from the shower that you took. Right. So wait, the the steam But I made the steam. Having because she was showering, you made the steam, so it revealed the symbol, so therefore you made it. What a trap. That is a trap. Sorry that I didn't Sorry to shower. Mm, it works. It works. What a genius. Man, got him. Sneaky curse. This doesn't sound good at all. I mean, if you did it so casually and unknowingly, what if your roommate, I mean, she probably could have done something. I mean, she's been working with this guy for who knows how long. This uh, this is actually really worrying some. The last time I read anything like this was the paper that was inside the uh, statue that belonged to Millie. And uh, you might even notice like some, some beads of sweat forming around his uh, forehead and, you know, like a temple kind of dripping down his face a little bit. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't want to wrap us up in another. I just, I had to take it. What if he's cursing other people with this book? I, I think he is. I mean, if, if this is to be believed. Heather, give me, give me an intelligence roll. Ooh, 12. And I have... Oh, yeah, that's an extreme pass. I have 85. Yeah, that's extreme. extreme. All right, so Heather, you come to the conclusion that Ginger came home, drew the symbol on the mirror right around the time when she started seeing it, and then you made the steam from the shower reveal that sign. Whether Ginger did this or not intentionally, you're not sure. Right. All right. So I tell Walter that. Be like, what if she's the one? What if she's trying to curse me? Or he cursed her and now she has to curse me? Like maybe, I just remembered, he said a thing like you have to feed it. Like when he put his spell on me to take it away, he was like, that should feed it for now. Or something like that. Oh oh my. Uh Maybe you could give it to your, like, Magus 5 superhero book club and they could look at it and they could lock it up so it's safe. Walter, when she starts saying uh, about feeding it, you do see something written in the ritual for drawing this thing. You see something about it mentioning drawing essence from 
those who create it. Oh, shit. And he reads that part out loud and he thinks back to the psychic and says best what he can recall her words about whatever it was drawing from her. And uh, this, uh, this is definitely something I, I don't know about the others. I I did contact them, but I've, uh, I haven't heard anything back. You know, I mean, hiding the book isn't necessarily a problem, but I mean, how well does this person know you? I mean, did you fill out an application? Does he have your social security no, number? No, he doesn't I mean, know anything about me. They thought I was like a professional curtain puller. Like, he didn't even know my my name. And even when I told him, he just kept calling me little lady. Well, that is good at least. But I mean, if your roommate's still there, I mean, he's going to know where you live through her, I would think. I mean, he might do something to her to get to you. Um. Maybe. I didn't really think about that when I took it. I just had to. You know, just so you know, I'm not judging you about any of this. I'm just I'm just analyzing the facets of what's unfolding here. I mean, I'll give her a call later and make sure she's home and see if she says anything and figure it out from there. But I just wanted to have, like, a safe place to put it. Also, can I stay over your house tonight? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess that's probably for the best at this point. I won't really be able to store this anywhere. And honestly, I'm not sure that I want to be in possession of, uh, stolen goods, but he looks uh, a little stumped. He's not sure what to do. Like, can we leave it at the bookstore? Like just, just for tonight and I'll figure it out tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea either. Um, (laughs) We could just take it with us to the hospital. That might actually be the best thing. I, I don't exactly just want to leave it around. And uh, there might be more in this book that we should uh, look through. But uh, as he does with just about any old book that he comes across, he uh, flips through the page. Like he holds it upside down so that the pages are hanging downwards towards the ground. And he flips through all the pages to see if anything unusual or unseen falls out of the pages. If anybody happened to slip a piece of paper or like he pressed a few rose petals in his book or anything else that might be in there. Never know. This book's been around for a hundred plus years. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. Almost a hundred years. It's 1985. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but when you go through the book, there's nothing that really falls out of it. In fact, the page that you pulled up, the symbol itself and kind of like the ritual to create it. Mm-hmm. When you found that, it was because there was a bookmark in there. Gotcha. Okay. But that was the only bookmark or anything that was inserted into it. This is like a Garfield bookmark. <laughs> this is I hate Mondays or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, you know, just in the sense of being an investigator and sleuthing and all that, he tries one other thing too. And uh, whichever the brightest light he has is in this uh, little workshop area, he turns that on and kind of like holds the pages a few of the pages up to the light to see if there's anything like hidden, if you like shine light through the pages or anything, just a, just a little whim. You don't see anything hidden between the pages or uh, through the pages or any watermarks or anything like that. Well, uh, I mean, everything else seems pretty uh, legit and on the level, but this page certainly bothers me. Oh gosh. Uh, Lenny, maybe we should call the hospital, see how he's doing. He's fine. Oh, yeah. I meant to tell you, like, he was in recovery when I was there, and he was, like, you know, all drugged up, but I had to go to work. I mean, he looked good, but I kind of feel like we should get back there to make sure he doesn't get snaked again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you guys call the hospital or you go to the hospital? Well, his thought to call the hospital was because he didn't really know that he was out of surgery and into recovery and all that stuff. So that that might take away some of that initiative, but... Um, yeah, I, I was planning on going there, uh, to try to keep an eye on him. Maybe, uh, maybe we should swing by my place first, just to make sure there's no messages and then, uh, on to the hospital. Okay. Thank you so much. And I'll hold on to the book. Like you don't have to hold it. I'll just hold it and I'll, I'll hold a bag with it. I don't want you to get in trouble for it. <laughs> um, does uh, Walter have anything at the bookstore that would be better for handling the book more safely and easily instead of just wrapping, you know, sweaty palms around it for however long we're holding it? 
Yeah, I mean, you definitely have some, you know, paper bags with handles on them, that kind of thing. Well, then, yeah, I would think to do something like that, just to give her something to carry it in. Walter is kind of schlepping around three books at the moment, so uh, he definitely appreciates that you're willing to carry this one. So, yeah, I guess uh, depending on how long that takes and if Headley's still there or not, uh, I'll lock up the place behind us and head back down towards South Philly. Yeah, when you step out of the uh, back room, you see that Hedley is gone. The doors are locked up. Uh, the lights are off. Only the uh, backup lights are on. Okay. Well, then I just make one last check, make sure everything's secure, and uh, head on out. Lock the door behind me. All right. So where do you guys go from there? You go to the hospital? South Philly first. I want to just check, make sure there's no messages. I see. So you go, yeah, I guess you have to go all the way home. Old school. Yeah. Go check your messages, and there is a message on there from Willis Freeman. Ooh. Oh, my. He says, hey, Walter, I was just stopping by my office and happened to hear your message. Tell you what, here's my home phone number. You can give me a call whenever concerning whatever it was that you had to talk to me about. Oh, my. He looks to Heather and says, uh, well, maybe we should make a phone call real quick and uh, further set things in motion. And um, he's going to update Willis Freeman's business card with his home number as well. Okay. And he dials it into his phone. Heather's staring out the window sneakily. (laughs) So, Walter, what exactly did you leave on the message for Willis Freeman? You didn't tell him that you found anything purple or anything like that, right? I think more specifically, it was that I had something or that I found something in one of the tomes or one of the volumes that I wanted to have identified before, you know, removing it or anything, or just to see if it was something of importance. But, you know, given the nature of where it was found and things that we had talked about lately, figured I'd check with him as opposed to somebody else. So that's all, all that you talked to him about. You didn't give any specifics. I don't recall 100%, but I don't think I would have been too specific with a recording. It was kind of just to... I don't recall you, I don't recall you giving specifics. So uh, what do you do? Do you give him a call now or do you give him a call later? Uh, no, I might as well now it's before it gets any later. I mean, he's probably got school stuff to do tomorrow. So you give him a call. You give his home number a call. And he picks up. And you hear him go, uh, yes, hello. Yes, this is uh, Walter Pendergast. Is this Professor Freeman? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, Thanks for calling me back there, uh, Walter. Yeah, likewise. I'm uh, happy that you were kind enough to share your home number. Um, Something has uh, come up, and I wonder more so now if there's any correlation. Um, Have you talked to uh, Professor Brightly today at all? No, I haven't had a chance to, and he hasn't contacted me either. I see. Well, I had left him a message after I left you one as well, because some things have developed since then. Um, Willis, uh, do your books mention the Ophidians? My set of books from the Speculum Magus? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, there's some mention of the Ophidians in there, but Rutherford's really the one that's more the... uh, expert on the Ophidians. I see. Well, um, maybe more to the point, uh, I sought your help in this because the first volume in the series has uh, some sort of smear or a stain, which I wanted to see if it was significant. But uh, afterwards, something more dramatic uh, took place. And I have a another compound uh, that I had hoped you might analyze. There's a lot more that I could go into detail, but maybe the phone isn't the best place for such things. But uh, would it be possible to um, give you certain samples to analyze? He says, sure. Best place to do that would actually be at the university. You know, you could stop by my office, drop off whatever samples you need to. Uh, Well... The one is in the first volume of the Speculum Magus, as I mentioned. Um, would you be uh, okay with hanging on to that to analyze it? So, sure. 
uh, he says, uh, just a moment. I want to grab the second thing and just make sure I know what I'm speaking of. And uh, he grabs it to make sure or examine a little closer and see if there's any liquid in it. In the, the needle? Yeah. There is like very trace amounts in it. There's not even enough to like make a drop out of. Okay. Darn it. It's just like kind of lined with it. I see. I uh, says, well, um, yes. I mean, it'll it'll be the book and uh, a syringe of sorts, which has some uh, trace residue in it. I'd really appreciate your help in trying to identify whether or not there's any connection between the Ophidians, this uh, uh, sort of drug, maybe, or I don't know if it's uh, like a like a truth serum syringe or something i don't know I, I could be reaching here but that's where i need your help and says hmm bring it by tomorrow we'll see what it's all about what time would be best for you you know what early in the morning is pretty good for me that sounds great if you could swing by like eight nine tomorrow all right uh well i look forward to seeing you then and thank you i appreciate all the help in this all right so he says to you yeah um you know, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what you got there. That's excellent. I, I knew I talked to the right person. Thank you again, and uh, sorry to trouble you at home. I know it's getting late. Yes, no, no trouble at all. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow, okay? Thanks. All right, and hangs up with you. Both super awkward. <laughs> um, but I could tell that guy was really excited. He's like, oh, yeah, early in the morning. Let's do this. <laughs> He's trying to play it off, too. Good stuff. Uh, well... Walter looks a little relieved. He says, well, I, I think that went well to Heather. I mean, so he's going to look at, he's going to look at it, everything. Uh, well, at least the, uh, the page that has the smear on it and the, uh, if there, if he can get a sample from the syringe, I don't know, maybe he can give us a better idea of what we're dealing with. But, you know, if there's some connection with Lenny and these Ophidians, uh, I don't know, I guess uh, we should try to unravel it a little bit see if we can make it make some sense of any of this i'm actually really worried about lenny and he kind of changes his tone and uh isn't talking about books for once and all that stuff are you looking for a DD podcast for the dark side something more like game of thrones and less like monty python tale of the manticore is part dark fantasy audio drama part solo DD rpg there's no plot armor here the dice make all the important decisions. Join me as I resurrect the excitement, wonder, and emotion of old-school D&D. Made for a mature audience, Tale of the Manticore is both a fiction and a game. It's the story where chaos rolls. So where do you guys go from here? Do you continue looking through this book, or do you go visit Lenny? I think it's time to visit Lenny. Yeah. All right. You hop in Walter's Pinto and drive over to the hospital. Mm -hmm. They direct you to Lenny's room where you see him uh, laying in bed with his foot raised up in a uh, cast. The foot raised by a sling that's attached to a pulley. Hey there, Lenny. And he kind of gives a light knock on the door as he, uh, well, depending on if it's open or closed when they get there. It's cracked open. Okay. So as he slowly pushes it open, he kind of lightly knocks on it. Lenny? Am I conscious? Yeah, I was going to say. You are conscious now. Am I still loopy or tired or what? Uh... No, you're you're like just kind of coming out of it now. Yeah. Well, hey there, Walter. Thanks, uh, thanks for your help there earlier. I'm glad it's not somebody else. I'll kind of look past you and make sure there's no jackets behind him. Oh, just uh, me and your best friend here. And I'd move aside to make room for Heather. <laughs> You're awake. Oh, hey there. Hey there, Heather. How are you feeling, buddy? Uh, you know, pretty much up for a jog. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I didn't uh, bust up your sense of humor. So... Would you guys uh, talk to Lenny about anything that has happened in the meantime? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, I thought to, uh, you know, maybe bring you some food or something, but uh, we kind of just came here right after stopping at my place to check messages. Well, that's fine. Uh, you know, they got some pretty gourmet selections here. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess uh, you know the next time uh, we visit, maybe we can bring something better for you. I noticed they had one of those nice roach coaches out there. You know, get you a nice Italian sausage, maybe. Oh man, you're killing me. You better stop back soon. <laughs> bring me enough to feed a Millie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, too soon. Walter looks pretty sad at that. He didn't seem to appreciate that. I'm on drugs. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, you know, before we came here, I made a phone call about uh, looking into whatever's in that needle there for you, pal. Hopefully, uh, I'll have some answers for you by tomorrow. I don't like needles no more. Or soon, at least. Oh, hopefully. Uh that would be good to know. Say, uh, you know, I don't know if you ever made mention of where you got these books or who you got them from. Uh, by any chance, was it someone who died mysteriously or disappeared, perhaps? Uh, well, yes, uh, actually. A Professor Raymond Tooley once owned the books. Uh, and I read back as much or I recite as much of his obituary as I can recall. You recall that it said that, you know, he was survived by his brother Silas uh, and that he had no children of his own, uh, but he was a you know, beloved son and uncle and uh, brother. It doesn't say anything about how he passed. Uh, it said that he passed in his sleep. What are you thinking? Maybe uh, some kind of uh, foul play? Kind of let out a sigh. No, I don't know. I mean, it's speculation here. I already mentioned that the, uh, you know, the people that gave me that, uh, that needle were some bad guys. Speaking of that, do you want to like, do you want us to try and sneak you out of here? Like, are you scared they're going to come here? Yeah, of course I am. But I mean, you know, where am I going to go? Uh, you know, I'm not up to hitting Alaska just yet. <laughs> I mean, there's really nowhere I can go. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. You know, you just kind of reminded me of something. You uh, you got any friends or anything? Like, you know, uh, tough guys like you that could kind of watch your back? Kind of just stare up at the ceiling. Yeah, I'll call somebody. You know, don't you worry about me. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, we'll keep you company best we can, but uh, well, we're not exactly soldiers, you know? I mean... Next time you come in, uh, you know, bring me a nice uh, big box of roses and, uh, you know, put that thing I uh, gave you to hide in there. That's all I need. You know, just in case. His eyes widen suddenly. Says, uh... Your blackjack? I think he was thinking the sawed off, but... Yeah. You sawed off in the fucking roses. I saw it in a movie, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That movie's not out yet. It's not? Walter <laughs> entertains the idea of that for a moment. He kind of looks around a little bit. I mean, not that he's 100% on board with this, but does it look like if Walter were to attempt this, I mean, does it look like you could hide a shotgun anywhere in this place? No. Yeah, maybe I ain't thinking too straight. What about my little gun? You could hide that somewhere. That could fit. Walter, Walter you're pretty handy, yeah. Uh... Couldn't you, uh, you know, make like a little extension to my cast? You know, like a clip-on fake bit of cast with the uh, with the old, what you call it, right in there? Bring some plaster of Paris and just... Uh, you know, it's a thought. <laughs> That's interesting. Maybe, but I can't imagine the recoil and what it would do to your damaged knee. And I'm not trying to... I mean, I would like it to be removable. <laughs> You know, <laughs> not like just blow your fucking leg. You off. don't want to shoot through it. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't want a gun leg. It's a, could be another good idea for a movie. Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> I like the idea of shotgun leg. Maybe not with a sawed off. Oh, that'd be great. Get more in my ankle than anywhere else. So, uh, do they give you an idea how long you're you're gonna be here for? I mean, how long are you you hemmed up like this? Oh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I was kind of sleeping uh, up until a few minutes ago. I really haven't spoken to anybody but you. At least I don't I don't remember. As you're in there talking to Walter and Heather, uh, Doctor comes in and goes, "Oh, sorry, uh, I didn't realize you had company." So yeah, they just stopped by. Uh, they can stay if uh, you know if you're fine with it, Doc. He says, well, uh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, 
Listen, Mr. Cobb, you are a very lucky man. Your joint slipped out and twisted around, which is incredibly painful. You're telling me. However, we were able to reset it in its original position, and we had to kind of, well, reposition your kneecap as well, but... Walter shudders. Yeah. You should be good to go by tomorrow night. Uh, we'll definitely need to put you on crutches for a while and remain in the cast, but should be able to go by tomorrow night. All right. You know, I think uh, I think I would look good walking with a cane, honestly. <laughs> as long as it's not broken, uh, I guess I'll just hang here for now. Was it right or left? Was it right or left? Yeah, know. right? Because that might impede some driving if it's right. Yeah. For a while. That's right. Hold on. That's right. It's left. I want to give a dice roll here. Odds are right. Evens left. That's a two. Evens left. Evens left. All right. So you can still drive, kind of. It's going to be awkward as hell. Yeah, if I had to. But I mean, you know, it's not going to be like months until I can drive again. If your mobster bosses don't kill you first. Well, yeah, it's... (laughs) I certainly ain't running nowhere. Nope. I want to say that I just catch him up. I'm going to tell the whole story over again about how I stole the, right, b- yeah. the book. Oh, yeah. I wanted to go there with you. So, Well, you didn't, and I ended up stealing a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it could have gone worse, I guess. Uh, I had to do what Lenny would do. That's what I thought. What would Lenny do? Sounds kind of normal, honestly, which is weird. <laughs> I expected something else. But, I mean, you know, if, if you say that symbol was also in that book, I mean, it might explain a lot. Maybe he was drugging the uh, the cast. Maybe there was something in the air or something. I, I definitely think he was. She told you about the spell that he did on her. I I just disregarded the fact that she said spell oh, or, or something like that. I can't even. Like, yeah, you can take that down to uh, Psychics or South or something. You literally <laughs> saw me go nuts multiple times. Yeah, you know, I've been dealing with a lot too there that I don't know where uh, some of what's real anymore. I get a bad feeling about this one, Lenny. As long as you don't have snake eyes or nothing, trying to <laughs> like look in her eyes, I look at the doctor real quick. I draw a snake on his cast. Sweet. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're a real, real down. Thanks. Hey, you want to sign to Walter? Uh, yeah. Just don't go drawing any weird shapes. He writes on there, hang in there, pal. And then he's got a little pistol underneath. Hang in there. That's good. You get it? Because of the whole apparatus and he gestures to the 30 degree angle that your leg's on. Yeah, my my leg is is hanging. Yeah, that's good, Walter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll just see myself out. I do appreciate, uh, you know, your concern, guys. Um, but, uh, I mean, I'm probably safer here than anywhere else. So the doctor says to you guys, you know... Uh, For what that's worth. Visiting hours are, are over. So you guys uh, should wrap up here. You know, you don't have to leave right now. But when you wrap up here, just, uh, you know, see yourself out. Okay, thanks. Okay. Hey, Lenny, is there any chance I could leave this book with you? Uh, yeah, sure, I guess so. Um, put it under my pillow, I suppose. Well, that, that might not be uh, the, the most prudent of ideas, but maybe... What's around the room? Is my jacket hanging up anywhere or any of my clothes? Or um, is there like a cabinet or dresser or anything? There is a bag on a hanger on the side of your room. Right. My belongings. Mm-hmm. Put it in there. Maybe we could do two in one. Is there anything at home you want me to bring here? And maybe we could leave the book there for a little safer keeping? Uh, yeah, grabbing that bag, uh, get my keys, I guess, um, shit, it, my house might even be, the back door might be wide open, come to think of it. Oh, shit. Well, yeah, we could certainly check on that. Uh, but you know, there's that six foot cinder block wall around, so no one really know. The neighbors across the back, what they would see from their second floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you take my keys, um, you know, but why don't you, uh, I just leave that book here for now, then. Besides, it's big enough to whack somebody with if I have to. <laughs> so you're going to hold on to the book at the hospital there, Lenny? It might be better there than in my house. I wouldn't hang out in my place too long. Not right now, honestly. 
that's where they found me, uh, Walter. Uh, that's why I ran out the back and, you know, uh, got hit in the corner. Gotcha. Uh, I didn't make it very far. So, uh, yeah, they might be watching it, too. Um, yeah, maybe maybe my place ain't such a great idea. I wouldn't worry about me too much, I guess. Uh, but here, take the keys anyway, just in case you got to get in there. Uh, maybe I could just slip in and out and make sure the doors are closed for you. Just make sure there's no... Uh, there's no big brown uh, fancy cars. <laughs> what is that car? A Lincoln? Oh, a Mercury. I think it was a Mercury Marquis. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I got the plates on that as uh, as that whole ordeal kind of wound down. I, I don't know who we would tell exactly, but... Uh, I'll make sure that car ain't around. But you never know. They, uh, their family's got a lot of money. A lot of They know a lot of people, too. Hmm. Well, uh, I mean, if they press me for questions, uh, I mean, I think they would probably imagine you're at the hospital, so there's probably no point in lying about that. Jeez, Lenny, it's going to be a long 24 hours. In the book, like, can I look at the book and I, like, in it, is the spell that he said to me in there? Like, do I see it and recognize the, that they were the words that he said to me? While you were feeling that power like drain from you, yeah. um, you kind of fade out between what the words are actually saying. Okay, I was gonna try and take the spell out of Ginger and feed feed whatever we're feeding. Do you say that out loud, or are you thinking that? Uh, I've looked through the book for the spell, and then I say the other part that I'm like looking for the spell he put on me. Maybe I could suck the spell out of Ginger. Shit, that's a good idea. I hadn't thought of anything like that. But none of this looks familiar to me. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to like memorize the entire book. What time does your roommate usually get done working on the play? Uh, it's so random. Like, I don't know. She just sleeps and maybe midnight, maybe f- seven. Probably whenever the psychopath like kicks her out for not reading a play backwards. Yeah, I wonder. Um, do you think it's worth a call to your place to see if your roommate's home? Maybe you can get some uh, updates on what happened after you left. I mean, yeah, I, I guess I guess I'll give her a call. I wasn't sure if I was just going to stop by and maybe grab some things if she wasn't there. All right, so you call home. Uh, and there is no answer. Okay. I don't leave a message. Okay. So what do you guys do? Did you go to Heather's house and pick up some things? I mean, Walter, you could go home and look through your books. Maybe I'm just going to get a cab since there's no answer and see. If you don't want to go there, I don't want to drag you in on this. I can just grab some clues. or. Well, if we don't actually have the book, he looks back to Lenny says, I mean, we could swing by your place and maybe I could go in so as not to uh, draw any attention to you. I mean, I'd love it. That would be great. But I feel like I'm always putting you in danger. So if you want to. Well, I mean, I didn't steal anything. Why would anybody be keeping an eye out for me? While you guys are talking in the room, you hear the doctor down the hallway go, Yes, officer, uh, they're right in here. And in steps Detective Thompson. I knew it. Hmm. It'd now be a good time to remember them words. <laughs> Shit. So Thompson comes in. He's got a toothpick in his mouth. Uh, well, well, well. Hey there, Detective Thompson. And then I kind of like <laughs> raise my eyebrows at once to them. Uh, yeah, detective? Homicide, huh? What, uh, what brings you here? Says, well, I was looking for you, called you, didn't get an answer. So, I was wondering what happened to you, and, uh, found your name in the hospital registries. Well, uh, as you can see, I got hit by a car. Oh, that's what happened. All right. Well, it's pretty bad. Well, yeah, you don't look like exactly the picture of health, he says to you as he's circling around your bed and looking at your cast that's being held up. Uh Uh-huh. And he says to you, hey, do you mind if the uh, rest of the crew here leaves the room? 
Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, of course. Heather gives him a serious side eye because she knows he's a liar. and She's had beef with him for a while. <laughs> so you guys uh, leave. And, uh, so, yeah, you want any coffee or anything, Detective? Walter's a little unsure. Says, no, I got this. It's, uh, it's fine. I just got to talk to Lenny over here for just a minute uh, by myself, okay? Yeah, of course. And uh, Walter makes the leave. He closes the door behind you. And he goes, so Lenny, when was the last time you talked to Chucky? Uh, I mean, like a conversation uh, or, uh, you know, because I think that was probably before the weekend. Although uh, I did hear his voice outside my door this morning. And I, I saw a guy with a bunch of jackets on, couldn't really see his face. It sounded a lot like him. But uh, yeah, I'm not too sure that is Chucky. He goes, it's funny you say that because... You know, Chucky's been hounding me for a while now about the whereabouts of the Jakanovich statue. Yeah, I remember the one. Strange. I've been trying to look for it. Can't find a trace of it. But then all of a sudden, he stopped talking on me for it. When I brought it up, he didn't seem to know anything about it. Yeah, right? Like uh, he was in somebody else entirely. That's what it felt like. You know, like the only information they have is information that they gathered from other people. What do you mean they? Him and his son. Because, yeah, I heard word of Skinny Joey acting weird, too. Asking a lot of questions, right? Yeah, it was right before his dad changed. There was a little weird change in him, too. Uh, I don't know what's going on, dude. <laughs> but uh, it's not good, huh? It says to you, well, if Chucky did show up to your house... With Joey, you know, you're probably not going to be safe there anymore. Yeah, you're telling me. Is there anywhere else you can stay at? Well, I mean, if I could get my truck out of the impound, uh, that might help. Says, hmm, let's see if I can help with that. Uh, should be able to drive, but, uh, you know, it's, there's enough room in there. I might be able to hide out for a couple of days outside of town or something. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea while I look into this a little bit further. Well, for now, I'm stuck here. So, uh, I guess I can just wait. Hmm. You know, if I can get to you, that means they probably can, too. Yeah, but, uh, I don't think, uh, I don't think the sun's gonna be, uh, doing too much traveling, walking around. What makes you say that? Uh, we had a bit of an altercation in the street after I got hit by the car. And, uh... Kind of uh, beat the shit out of him in like a fit of madness and shock, I guess, uh, which I know does not reflect well upon me. He goes, that's okay. Believe me. <laughs> Believe me. I've wanted to kick that little prick's ass a lot of oh, times. he's the worst. My God. <laughs> oh, man. Thompson's on your side on this one. Look out. Well, Cobb, tell you what. We're going to stay in touch. Try to survive till you can get out of here, but yeah, keep that emergency button handy. All right, pal. <laughs> you got it. And he uh, leaves the room as he's exiting. He sees you, Walter, and you, Heather. He pulls the toothpick out of his mouth and he goes, "You know, uh, visiting hours are over. Why don't you let me escort you out?" Thanks, officer. <laughs> he says, "Yeah, no problem, Tuts." <laughs> nice touch. <laughs> Oh, man. What a slime ball. He takes you guys outside, and uh, he hops into a police car and uh, drives away. Whew. Walter wipes another palm full of sweat off of his brow after all that. What the hell was that all about? What an asshole. Yeah, I agree with you on that part, but why would he come to see Lenny? I don't know. You want to try and sneak back in and ask Lenny if everything's okay? Well, I mean... You got so excited. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we're sneaking. A quick thought with that. Were we able to, like, see Lenny still in his bed and, you know, breathing before we left? I mean, like, did he have oh, yeah. windows leading? Okay, just making sure. You no, know, he seemed like he was in, I mean, not in good condition, but alert and breathing and... Well, no, I'm just making sure like Thompson didn't put a pillow over his head and freaking oh, no, 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 shoot yeah, him in the yeah. face or something while we were outside. Yeah. Uh, he says, well, you know, I mean, he seemed okay, and uh, I can only assume Thompson had something good to say since there 
wasn't any shady business, but oh gosh, what a day. So uh, where do you guys go from here? It's getting pretty late. Yeah, I guess. Uh, do you need stuff from your apartment or what uh, was the final consensus on that? I mean, I was going to maybe grab stuff, but I mean, she's probably home by now. If we drove by, I could see if her car was there. Yeah, that's fine. And he uh, heads towards the car and starts it up. I just want to see if there's any messages on my machine. I don't know. Like, maybe from her. Maybe from him. Walter looks a little concerned. (laughs) Um, You know, this is maybe not something Walter could tell. But, I mean, hmm. Does the the book that she took from... um, Bradshaw, uh, I mean, is it in decent enough condition? Does it look like, uh, you know, it's been well cared for throughout the years? I have it. Well, yeah, but I mean, I did look at it. Okay. Yeah, it looks it looks like it's pretty well kept. It's got some edge wear, but that's about it. Hmm. This is, uh, yeah, I don't know uh, who this Bradshaw is. I mean, I've heard of him, but I, I don't know him personally. I don't know if he's the kind of guy that would uh, go right to the police with something like this, but... Given your relation to Ginger, your roommate there, we got to at least uh, plan for that being a possibility. But fortunately, they shouldn't know my car. So, yeah, let's do a drive by and see what we see. Okay. You drive by Heather's house. You do not see Ginger's car out front. Okay. I'm going to run up. I tell Walter, I'm going to run up if you want to come up. You can, but I'm, I just want to check my messages and grab some clothes. I don't know. So I'll, uh, I'll give you a few moments. I'll keep the car running. Okay. Thank you so much. Be right back. So Heather, you head up to your apartment and you do see that there's a message on your answering machine. I'll listen to it. Push a little button. So you listen to the message on the answering machine. And at first you hear just indistinct what sounds like someone shouting in the background (laughs) and you hear ginger go uh heather um professor bradshaw is really freaking out right now i i hope this isn't you but you didn't happen to leave here with some book did you anyway uh if you did just bring it back please he's really flipping out right now all right bye and we're going to end the episode there. Mm. Oh, man. He already ate her. I'm glad we're ending it because I don't know what to do. So I got to think about this for a little <laughs> oh, bit. <man. laughs> well, that's okay. Think it over. Maybe. I don't know. Ooh. Damn. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks. And uh, remember, sanity is overrated. Way too overrated. I'm going crazy over here. <laughs> <laughs> Detective? He's not wearing his sunglasses right now, of course. <laughs> well, because he just took them off. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> it was brighter in the hallways. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I heard yelling down the hall. Hey, this is George. Just a quick reminder to like, follow, and review us if you like what you're hearing. And if you want to support us and make our show better, head on over to our Patreon. You can always email us at contact at that with any comments. And you can follow us on Instagram at that Cthulhu John.